Fredo, we are here. Hello. Look. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen you for Asia. for for ages, and we're still yes, not in I the know. studio yet. In Asia. You're in Asia. Asia. Why are you doing in Asia? I'm doing Asian things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fabulous. Yeah, I bet you it is. Look, I can't wait to get back into the studio because everything I'm fucking seeing, it, like this is shaping up to be the most amazing season in, in a host of amazing seasons. I mean, last season was pretty spectacular and the season before, but each yeah. year you think, how good can it get? And then they do it to us and here we are. Well, what I did you have you been following the testicles? I have been They've following been the fantastic. testicles very closely, yes. Been fantastic. And we you know what? We have the big special guest today to tell us all about the testicles. Yes, the the, the immortal Simon Yoda Crayfar is with us. Yes, yes. But, uh, and I think we should start this thing. Okay, you start the show. We'll get this 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 pony running. Let's go. Okay, get hard, boys. Get hard. I'm hard. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Mother PG Super Special Full Prosciutto Big Tarantella Post Test Everything Show. Everything yes, that's us. Know. Yes, everything you need to know about the testicles because Simon Crafer knows everything and he joins us today from the special mountain in Andorra where he looks down upon us with his big wolf. <laughs> welcome, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, that was an intro and a half. Intro and a half. Uh, I just thought I'd, I thought I'd confirm it's true. I'm on a mountain with a wolf, but it is not true that I know everything. <laughs> sorry, you, sorry you, to you, disappoint you, you. you. Well, you know everything that that people need to know about the the, the testing and the MotoGP. So let's go with that, mate. Okay, um, okay. You, you you've been you were right, you know, Johnny on the spot uh, where they were testing. What um. What was the general vibe? Was 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 because we we you know, all we can see is the times that I've watched on the testing, and a lot of people can't, just can't sit there for hours on end just watching them do laps. I can, but I'm strange like that. Um, but there, there's a lot of stuff going on, isn't there? Yeah, and you don't get the picture looking at the times because the times are done. Um, really, there's a little window uh, between the track opens at ten. Um, they do a few laps on old tyres to get up to speed again, get their brain, you know, going like on the limit um, and get the dust off the track from overnight, for example, check it all out, make sure there's no, you know, and, and then bang some fresh rubber in between 10.30 and 11 before it gets too hot. And if you're doing and focusing on that, that you're doing an amazing lap time, you know, but the real work yeah. for the test is done after that with uh, a lot of the time, half-worn tyres, or at least tyres that you haven't done a time attack on and destroyed, you know. So then you see people, instead of doing a time attack, that um, go out and be more gentle on, for example, you know, that circuit is turn one, real hard braking, and then real tight, flip it left, real tight, then drive out of there, turn into turn three, and all those famous slide shots just just destroys the rear tire one time out of there getting everything out of it the tire will never be the same again you, you know yeah. and 
then you don't have a consistent tire to do a bunch of ta- laps testing things and back to backing things. So, and they've only got so many tires. Sometimes only two soft rears a day, and wow. if you go and destroy one of them, the soft rear was the sprint race tire and the GP tire at the last race in in Malaysia. So it is the tire to do the work on. So you see what I mean? Like the picture uh, of the fastest laps a year, it gives you an idea who's on form time attack wise, but some people didn't focus on that. So all of what trying to get across is testing's weird. You know, you can't just go on times. You, yeah, you go yeah. on those long, the long runs, you know? Sure. No, I, that's absolutely correct. And, you know, people who may, who may be relatively newcomers to the sport or, or are just wishful thinkers, like so many of them of us out there as fans wishfully hope that this will happen, that will happen, tend to read things in the tests that shouldn't be read into them. And yet there could be something there. Don't you think? Uh, is there any something specific you're talking about? No, I mean, know? well, obviously, well, okay, well, let's put that to one side. Let, let's talk about um, the expectations that everyone has for, let's say, Pedro Acosta, who's had more time on the bike because, A, he's a rookie, and B, there's concessions, I believe. Um, so, you know, what what can we possibly read into his lap times? Um, what Pedro did at the test, I mean, I said this in all the reports I did from Sepang, is he was phenomenal. Like, yep. he did more than I expected. Um, I know the kid's good, and I, I know everyone will be sick of me saying, please don't pile pressure on him. Just let him have this first, especially half season, to learn how to race a MotoGP bike. Um, and I, because I don't want to see him get hurt and take a back step. And that's what happens if you are too hungry early on, you know, but these things will bite you. So I, I'm just hoping everyone, I just want not to put pressure on him. But what he did was amazing. I was there for the shakedown. He uh, was straight away fast. Like the crazy thing is, Pedro looked like he's not a rookie from, from day one. It, you know, so that is, so rare, wow. so strange. He looked, yeah. and then the, I talked to the team. You know, there's lap times, but also on the bike, how he's riding it. He looks so good. Then I spoke to his team. Uh, there's a few guys I know from from a very long time. They've been in the paddock longer than when I. They were there when I first turned up. Um, and so I'm talking '93. So they've been there since you know, sort of 1990. And they um, were telling me that the feedback and how he is in the garage, the feedback's super accurate, um, how mature he is for 19, you know. Um, this is work-wise, you know. I'm sure he's a, still a kid away from the garage, but he was nothing I'm not sure about astounding, that. <laughs> astounding for me. Astounding. Sure. Hey, Simon, Simon you, you, you hit it on the head. What I was going to say about him is, He's very methodical and very mature for his age. He's not just a man with a machine gun ready to fire it off. We've seen this before. He takes his time, and he's going to take his time. He, he's, he's got, he knows he, he's not expecting to win the championship, and honestly, I'm not sure he's expecting to, to even podium this year. He's going to find his own level in his own time, and he will. 
but he will come. He will come at the end of the season. You will see him starting to fight when he learns his racing craft on this machine because the kid is good. If, to be doing this now is unbelievable. He's having yeah. fun right now. And as long <laughs> totally as he can great. keep having fun, as long as he can keep having fun, he's going to just relax and get better and, and start winning. He, he will so, start winning. And Sorry, just to let you know what Pedro was on, I'm sure people were curious while we're talking about Pedro, what yeah. bike he had. So he um, had the 24 engine because, I mean, that that's only me deducing, you know, because there's no point giving an old engine if you've got something better, you might as well let him get used to. Maybe he started off on the older one, but and then jumped on the on the updated engine. But he had, I believe, that, and he had the carbon fiber chassis um, straight away, uh, as everyone did on Gas Gas as well as KTM. Um, and then they left him alone till right at the end with what was their best setup aero-wise uh, of last year, just to let him, I believe, play, learn play with electronics, bike settings, and, you know, just learn and not get lost changing stuff like the other boys had to. They, you know, especially KTM factory boys were flat out with all with things nonstop. So Pedro had that right at the end. They they let him try um, what I believe is their new arrow, you know, that they'll have at um, guitar. Uh, you saw it in the in the camouflage black and white yeah. on some yeah. of the bikes. Yeah, that arrow they let him try right at the end, and um, I imagine that's just checking if if he liked it or not before they head to Qatar. You know, find out how many more to build and what to uh, what's the word what to homologate. Make sure everyone likes it. But they didn't keep him too busy on on parts. It was more about learning the bike and electronics and and setup. But yeah. makes sense. Obviously, the other the other um the that everyone's interested in is 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 Mark Marquez on on his Butte new Ducati. Can you walk us through what they gave him to ride? Uh, and you know he was really good on the first day, but then it, it, he didn't seem to to be at the pointy end. Instead, his his wretched brother Alex Marquez was very quick. Um, <laughs> just just to run through, I don't know. Yeah, okay, uh, just to run through. I was trying to figure out the Richard, but he's exactly <laughs> that's just me. My, that's my personal that's thing. Body. I can't yeah. forgive him. I cannot forgive him ah, for liberating okay. Jack Miller. I just can't. Right. Oh right, all right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten about that. But no, everyone, I cannot. No, How that, can you even, forget that? <laughs> even your, even your legendary hero McDoon has done that. Remember to to Kevin Schwantz, Wayne Rooney at, at Donington. Everyone that was all right. I, I wasn't a big fan. As long as he doesn't keep doing it, then then we can forgive him. So we've forgiven him until you know until he does again. Hey, um, uh, so his brother Mark was well, the first day that bike stopped on him. Ah, uh, if it wasn't half a dozen times, it was close. You know, really? Wow. Yeah, they got it. They got it filmed a couple of times, but. It, it was more than that. He made it back to the garage sometimes. He had a nightmare on the first day of of, of basically glitches, you know, that, uh, you know, I'm not sure if it was stuff inside the team or or stuff that's turned up with, um, what do you call it when you could – with bugs in it, you know. Yeah. And the thing kept coming back to the garage with the warning lights on and he, he never – got going on the first day it wasn't fair you know that, that and his, that was out of his control and he kind of needed that first day you know on the, it's on the 23 Ducati with, with what Peko 
finished the year last year, won the championship on. That's what VR46 and Grassini have got. And that bike is not easy like the 22. It's not yeah. – everybody took time to figure out how to break and enter with that thing. And, for example, Bezeki, um the Gin Antonio, everybody that's got off the 22 onto the 23 is saying the same thing. It's taken some time to get your head around it. You have to ride it differently. You have to set it up differently and to get the feel and confidence. And Mark's going through that. And he, that's why I'm saying he needed that first day. He didn't really get it. And then the second day, the work he put in was awesome. Like you can tell how much he wants it. He worked and worked and worked. Did 72 laps or something like that, over 70 laps. And he did a long run, right, and a time attack. And I was yeah. like, oh. And, guys, you got to remember, it's brutal conditions. It's so hot. And you've come from, most people come from European winter, and they're they're not as bike fit as, you know, mid-season or end-season. They're all looking gaunt at the end of the day. They look like they've, yeah. they've been in a, in a sweat box in Asia for, like, you know, a few days. It really, like – their eyes are sunk back when you go to their debriefs at the end of the day. They're they're hammered. And Mark is doing overtime, really. It was really impressive trying to make up for that first day. And then um, second day, uh, sorry, third day, um, he really, it, it, I think it all came together for Mark. He, he hasn't got the same one-off lap pace as the fastest boys, um, but he's you know, he's half second off, which is I know there's a lot of people on that lap time, but it's it's kind of he's fighting to get on the second row sort of thing, one off lap time wise. But his 10 lap pace uh kind of matched anyone that I saw. He looked really good. Um, you know, so going into a race right now, he looks good. Apart from the grid position, he'll be he'll be really strong. And what he said, and I really believe this makes sense, that he's concerned about it. He said, right now, um, it takes him too long to get up to speed on the Ducati because he doesn't know it well enough. And you have the time at a test to get up to speed, but you don't have the time at a race. So he needs to work on that, getting up to – like, this brings me to something I really wanted to put across to you guys because it really – uh, hit me as I haven't got to watch out on track for a while. Um, like, you know, the people around, you know, the corners, I, I went out because I'll tell you why. Sorry, this is taking so long, but I'll no, tell you no, why. No, the, no, the first no, day, the first day, um, I realized that there's not much point once I've seen the other bike in every garage, meaning the first of the 24s, you know, like their, their next. But everyone was on what they had at Valencia, you know, to get their brain up to speed. Does that make sense? You know, to get going. Yeah. Um, because then they know what the base feeling is, and then they move to the other bike, say, after lunch or just before lunch, and then they can figure out how good that bike is back-to-back, -back, you know, get a clear answer. And so once I saw those, their other bike and that they weren't riding it, I thought, there's no point in me standing in pit lane Let's. Oh, I borrowed a scooter and got out on the corners and went around, and I'm so glad I did because you're talking. These guys have only done ten laps, and they, like any sport at the very highest, it blew my mind. I was like, "Fuck! Look at them! The you, you see them riding right on the edge. They're, they're, the front's moving, the backs are moving. They're all over the bike and leaving big black marks. So they look 
awesome. Like the, <laughs> the very best guys in the world. And I hadn't, honestly, I had a lump in my throat. I, I felt emotional watching them. I know that's hard. I know that sounds stupid, but it's no. true. I was like, no. wow. You can't see my hands. I'm touching myself while you're speaking. <laughs> And I think it's so important we get to see that, you know, because on the TV, doesn't do it justice. And standing in pit lane, it's too easy to think that, oh, yeah, these are the best guys in the world. Mm, they're, 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 that's sort of laptop. You don't realise what they're doing. It's like, yeah. like I said, the best, the very best at any sport in the world is mind-blowing. And that's what you see. But after 10 laps, they haven't been on a GP bike since Valencia. And they're doing it. I mean, remember Jorge? He did uh, – 158 point i think it was four after 10 laps on a dirty track everybody was like wow looking at the screen but that that is race pace last year you know and he did it within 10 laps in the track there's dust coming up from the storm i was like these guys are unreal so uh, all the way back to what i was saying before um mark uh i think his concern right now i think he was being honest with us is he on the Honda, he could go bang in the first session, second session, he's got everything he can out of the Honda. And how's he going to go faster? You know, that that was the typical thing last year where he said, This one, I don't ever have enough time. Basically, he doesn't have enough time in a race weekend to get up to pace. He's got to figure that out quickly, otherwise he'll be left behind, you know. Okay. And um, I, I, my, my my Italian paisan was telling me that he's got the Zarkos bike from last year. Couldn't he? You can affirm this because I think that might be the problem that is having with the bike and break it down. Because Zako used to live with the cheese sandwich, the baguette in the in the in the duck attire all the time, and he got this. Yeah, it might be maybe this is the problem here. I have no idea which twenty three bike. There. I didn't ask because honestly, a few nah. people. Uh, th- this is interesting for people, and I should go and ask. Yeah. but I don't think it's important because they've been given those refreshed twenty threes. With the same setting, go. You'd go and do what you want, and it doesn't really matter who had it before. You know what I mean? It's just that's the spec of the bike. They've all got the same. Hey, just to finish up on Mark, I, 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 I came away going, the guy is so determined. The work ethic, you know, is fantastic. He, um, he, he's going to be there. You know, he knows that the 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 he knows how to do it. He's going to turn up guitar and and still be, I believe, there when it comes to the race. Now, yeah, the, the, I agree the, I agree with you. I agree. The, the bloke who inherited uh, what Mark left behind is, you know, uh, Mr. Mr. Luca Marini. Um, how loud are his sobs and is he, is he scratching at the door and is he going, oh, my God, what have I done? Because his his times are you know he, he didn't shine like a diamond. I think he is he is he struggling. I mean, Honda seems to be in the same sort of quagmire it was in for the last couple of years. I mean, yeah, Juan Mir is, is 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 sort of in the top ten kind of thing, but he's not exactly kicking goals. Zarka is not doing anything spectacular. Is it is it is Honda still playing catch up to a large degree? Um well you know to go on the lap time thing, um the best lap Juan Mir did was one point one seconds faster than he did with that Awesome qualifying effort, you know, chasing Mark, who was chasing someone else, can't remember who it was, um, you know, to to do that time was, um, yeah, 1.1 seconds faster than he did. Yeah, one thing I'd say is the lap times are a little bit vacant that those qualifying times 
that are the lap record, you know, and and the race record are done in the stinking heat of midday, yep. like the qualifying time is, yep. where these are done at 10, 30 to 11, where, uh, guys, what happens when the track gets to like 50 degrees, doesn't matter what brand of tyres, what year, what motorcycle I was riding, the, the grip just plummets. And that's why you can't do the same lap time. So, you know, when it gets hot. So what I'm saying is that 1.1 seconds faster, I think all of the best lap times, those astounding ones, are half a second fake because of the time of day. You know, that's my up to half a second, uh, you know, bullshit because they won't be done. Those, yeah, so let's go back to Honda. Um, yep. They made, you know, they went one point. They, they all had the same opportunity, same time of day to do it. They're 1.1 seconds faster, but Ducati were like 0.8, weren't they? Quicker again yeah. than they were last year. So Ducati have moved the goalposts as well. Well, everybody so, everybody does. No no one's sort of yeah, still, yeah. you know. <laughs> exactly. And as Everybody's much as, moved. you know, Yamaha has made inroads, Honda has made inroads. But, yeah, Ducati, the Armada has not kind of sat on its hands either. I mean, Pekka was, was blindingly quick. So it was yeah, Paul and, Yeah, and no, was we'll get to Ducati. I'll get to Ducati, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll break later. that down. Um, uh, but the Honda, so they didn't even bring the 23 bike to Sepang because, <laughs> really, I mean, that shows that, I mean, the riders said it because they were asked, you know, um, that the 24 bike is better. There's no point. And we, you know, that's cool that they knew that they had a better bike, which Honda, I mean, normally you'd always bring the 23 to everyone else did, you know, but the 23 was shit, wasn't it? You know, and, and they've made a step forward with the 24. So their base bike was the 24 bike from Valencia. And then they bought another upgraded version, you know, engine wise, um, aero and, um, away they went. So, you know, for example, I talked to Zarco, and he is the most positive. He's like, I really expected worse. You know, he's basically going, I've actually got something I can fight with here already. So it felt to me that they're ahead of what he he thought they would be. You know, he thought, oh, this is going to be really hard in the beginning. He said he's already got some feel with the bike. Um, everybody that I kind of squeezed for info it's this the weakness is still uh grip traction off the corners you know spinning up the rear tire and um it sounds like they've improved the front you know and given the the guys a better feel there but they haven't uh fixed the grip and i i mean sure part of it'll be it could be engine chassis uh you know mechanical grip but at least some of it i believe is electronics i i really think the Japanese Honda and Yamaha are behind in that area, behind the Europeans. Yes, yes, and that's interesting you say this, and I agree. I think this is one thing that they have got a big problem with. It. I think Yamaha is still struggling with. I think Yamaha have got everything ready to go. It's electronics that's the problem. But interesting what you say about the tires. I have to ask you a question: uh, Is Michelin going to bring anything special? Are they going to do anything different this year, or are they going to stay? Stay the course. Um, they have got some different stuff. Um, they've got a different compound uh, soft tire, which the riders liked. Um, basically, there was a soft that wasn't really usable, and no one was really 
you know, so what's the point of having it if it can't do in many laps and then before it starts pushing and feeling like you've got a puncture going in, you know, like to put it simply. Yeah. And yeah. this this new compound gives more support. So in the hard braking, after three or four laps, it still doesn't feel like it's got a puncture, um, but it doesn't feel worse grip-wise. So it's it's better, you know. So they've improved that tyre. Um, and they, they're going to get to use that pretty much straight away. It's going to replace the old soft, uh, as I understand. Um, but they also got to test a different tyre that is for the future, you know, and uh, not all um, feedback was positive, you know. It's still basically it's been developed for a few years away, you know. So uh, I'm waiting. Yeah, anyway. That, but rear tyre-wise, I didn't hear about anything new. And they don't go introducing new stuff without everybody testing it thoroughly because the tyres are the most important thing, you know, the most important part of the package. And if you you change them, everything else has to change. I'm talking everything, bike setup, uh, bike balance, uh, electronics. uh, And so it causes a right mess when you bring something in uh, so the manufacturers don't want that. Just bring it, Mitchell, and bring tires willy nilly. So no, it'll be pretty much the same, apart from that soft front. Okay. So in terms of you know, I'm a huge, fabulous fan, Quadraro. He seems tentative in his in his praise. You know, have you have that? What's happened with Yamaha? Have they found? Uh, have they nudged their their thing forward, or are they? You know, they're still playing catch up. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you that he was tentative in his praise. Yeah, he because he wants to win and he knows they're not Look, there yet. He's a, he's a world champion. Yeah, he's a winner. Um, great kid. I got to spend quite a bit of time with him and um, well, the whole team, him, uh, Alex Rins, and yeah, all the management, all the PR guys and stuff to do that. Uh, yeah, team launch yeah. with them and. Lovely group of people, really, really professional, polite, kind, you know, bang on. Just what you'd want was a was a pleasure for me to work with them all. And those two riders are yeah. so nice, you know. Yeah, um, the best. For, yeah. for example, not Absolutely. just nice because um, they're pretending to be. Like, I, I've got a, a good mate who owns the local Yamaha shop, and so he's got stories about all the riders because they all, you know, they've all come to buy the trials bikes. He's got a few different trials brands as well, and all the Yamaha quads and and buggies and scooters and whatever, you know, and Tenere's. And so, um, he has got some fantastic stories. Some of them are like, uh, what would you say? Uh, make your hair stand up, you know, like ooh, cringeworthy, either about riders or fathers of riders, you know. Uh, do, you, do, you know do you know who I am? And this buddy of mine's really um like he's a a chubby, a very kind, quite quiet. Um he's actually born in Mozambique. And uh, but he speaks Portuguese. Came to Portugal when Mozambique blew up, and uh, so he got he spent his childhood in, in uh, Portugal. But then he's here for quite a long time, uh, owning this bike shop, Yamaha shop. And um, he's really quite patient, you know, until a certain point, and then he just tells them to fuck off and don't come back. I never want to see you in this, you know. He does, you know. Once he's realised that they're sure. not, 
you, yeah. you know, you beware the wrath of a reasonable yeah. man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it. Um, so he's got some fantastic stories, you know, and um, they're unbelievable. But the thing he says is how, um, especially about Fabio, and Fabio is a gentleman always, you know, and he's yeah. he said unreal. He'll yeah. always, he'll never expect something for free. Uh, he'll always check and say, do I owe you something? Like I said, this guy's real generous and he'll say, go away. It's all good. No worries. Um, but Fabio doesn't expect it and he really appreciates that, you know. So these guys, sorry, I swerved off there, but Alex Rins and, and Fabio are genuinely lovely away from the camera, you know. Real, real nice. I, uh, and just sorry, just to interrupt you. I, I, the, I, I've not met Alex Rins, but you know, not personally on any level like that. But on the few times I have spoken to him, he and and the stuff I've seen, he just comes across as a, a bloke without no pretense at all. And he, he's just, <laughs> exactly. yeah, he's he's not full of anything, and he should no. be because he's one of the greatest riders on that grid. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen him do stuff. Shit, when he won at Phillip Island that year, that was just um, on a Honda. He won, yeah. you know. Yeah. He's gone <laughs> fuck off, right? Um, it it break it's broken my heart that he's had you know injury problems and stuff like that. But he he's you know I've seen him. You know, I've seen footage of him out the back barbecuing with his mates. You know who the fuck does yeah. that? Well, the, I, the the thing with Alex is, I would I would say he's the only rider that doesn't have a wall up. You know, like to protect himself. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. like. They kind of have to as well, and and um, he he's like that. Whenever you talk to him, he's wide open, like so normal. And you just go, uh, you know, ask. He'll answer. You can tell it's so genuine, you know. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no. Look, I haven't got right time. Oh God, another. You know, he's just answered straight up. And but the crazy thing is, he's even like that with other riders who are his competitor. He'll he's totally open and honest with them as well, which. There's always some games in there, you know. They'll always yeah. hold a little bit back, and and not with Alex. He just he's like got no no, no bullshit at all. He's not trying to protect himself. He's just got the self confidence, belief, and and honesty. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really refreshing to to watch. It's, it's a, anyway, it's, an op- it's, it's a good team. It's an open book. Oh, it's a great team. He's Alex is an open book. I, I spent a bit of yeah. time with him when he was with Suzuki, and I couldn't believe how wonderful he was and back in the in the Davide Brivio days when Brivio was running the team and and speaking of Davide he's back back. (laughs) yeah and I'm so happy because he's back where he belongs this is his spiritual home you know he's back yeah no that is that is good news um like I was saying reporting when we heard it is he's such a good communicator um he understands really what's going on, but he understands that the races, you know, the, the the money's all spent to do this work for PR, you know, like for publicity, you know, and he understands that and he's really good when you go to him and ask him, you know, for the for the journalists, you know. He's um yeah. he's yeah. a journalist's yeah. dream, you know, because he'll just come out with yeah. some great stuff and um yeah. yeah, try to be helpful basically. So good news for us as well as the experience he's got heaps of world championships um Rossi and uh, he was I first met him when he was uh he was Belgada Yamaha you know world super there's Perovino remember um yeah Fabrizio that so that's like the 90s he was like early 90s um Yamaha 
since then, you know, World Superbikes. And um, uh, the, right the, through the Haga yeah. days, Fred Merkel, that, uh, Scott Russell. Um, yeah, then he then he came to, to GP with Valentino. But anyway, I just want to quickly touch on Yamaha before we go away from there. Yeah. And that is they did make progress. All three of their main areas of working were confirmed, meaning engine, um, engine, uh, it was actually there that I believe, you know, they were cryptically talking about what, but I believe it was the ride height device has an upgrade, you know, a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. So the thing can sit lower, get better starts, be lower off the corner, accelerate better, work well enough that it doesn't break traction. Um, and so engine that, and what was the third thing? Oh, aero, of course, the aero package. Yeah, we'll All talk about three. aero later. There's a lot of changes yep. in that regard. Yep. So, the engine is faster. Um, they are having a big push with electronics because they know they're weak in that area. And I believe that work has only just started. And that'll be why Fabio is is cautious, you know. The engine, he want, he'll want another step. Um, but he's happy that they've made this step. And he's happy that the aero works. Um, and the, the, the thing is, they are. I, I felt they were still playing with everything at the end of the test, especially with electronics. So, yep. um, and he made it clear for everyone to hear that, yeah, the race base is pretty good, but just like last year, their time attack is um, not enough. Even basically, I could see it's not enough to get them on the second row. So, if you can't get on the second row with the Yamaha qualifying, yeah. your it's your weekend's knackered, you know. He, he yeah. has said, yeah, yeah, he has he has said that. Sorry, Fredo, but he said, um. Nah. He he was ropeable last year. He was he was you know actively like really displeased with with Yamaha last year. Not to the point of almost issuing ultimatums, but that's what it sounded like. You know, yep. um, yeah. and I'm sure that wasn't lost on Yamaha. They they you know they got Alex Rins, but geez, they don't want to lose Fabulous. Hey, they've yeah, Yamaha had a big push, and I believe Fabio. Um, believes in what they're doing you know things are you know this massimo bartolini um he's a lot of people haven't heard his name i didn't know much about him i've I've seen him and i didn't really know what he was doing but he was one of Gigi's right hand men yes knows exactly what's going on and i had did a little bit of digging in to find out what his specialty area is and the people that knew told me he knows the bike 360 degrees he knows everything every area and so he'll be touching on every area you know whether it's which is pretty cool and um i also found out that he's a really nice fella you're not from my own experience that was pleasant but uh, from people that have worked with him say he's he's really nice to work with humble uh listens to everybody's input tries to get all the info and put it together to go forward you know and from what i heard from yamaha he's meshed in with the japanese because he's come in as a boss hey not a yeah. not a worker he's what yeah. he's technical director now of yeah. so even to do that hats off to yamaha because i mean the day that honda yeah. does that oh my mouth will fall open you know <laughs> <laughs> you know and so this is cool <coughs> I, I and i think fabio believes they're going forward they've got uh uh, so now they've got a, a you know an F1 style engine building guy and this Massimo, Massimo Bartolini as one of the bosses at, on the technical side. So I believe Yamaha are on the right path. They are, it's going to take some time. And right. 
Yamaha and Honda both included, they really have to take advantage of these of these uh, concessions, which are a big help because they're allowed to upgrade upgrade the engine during the year. They don't even have; they're not restricted. They can upgrade it as much as they yes. want. All year. So this is like a big advantage, a big opportunity to catch up. And they 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 don't have much time to do it. I mean, they've got to really no. do it in the first half of the season because this is a crucial year. You, you're going to lose your riders. You're going to lose yes. fantastic riders. And they've got two fantastic riders. They're two of the best, as far as I'm concerned, the Rins and, and the Fabio. And if they don't fix it quickly, there's too many people waiting to snap them up. Fredo, that is a great point. And that is the atmosphere in the paddock. I mean, that is the pressure on Yamaha. They have to show to their riders that they are fully committed, which they, I yeah. think they are doing. They're showing they're fully committed to changing this around, you know, becoming the old competitive Yamaha again. And I think that the rider decision will um, be made uh, positive if the rider believes in them, you know. Meaning yes. They, yes. If, if they're constantly fighting and going forward and making progress and doing what the riders are asking for. That will be enough uh, with a good deal, you know, if they believe in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so it's, that, the, it's the strategy of hope. It's got that that has yeah, to exist exactly. for every rider. That that the strategic thinking of oh, if I hope they're actually doing it, so the hope is justified in having that hope. Can I throw yeah. something else in that um, is part of this package? Is um, the the Japanese manufacturers are bigger, you know, than the European ones. And so they have a bigger budget. And so they do. traditionally they've always always been able to buy the rider they want because they've got a bigger budget. The Europeans don't pay the same money, you know. So you've got to remember that as well. If you've got the hope, you can see that, wow, Yamaha are really serious and look at that wheelbarrow of cash, you know. <laughs> it, it, it does come into play, you know. I'm, I'm just being of cheeky, course but it, it does. does. It does. So, no, of course, it yeah. does. The, 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 but you your, need both. You, you need both if you can do the job. Sign no, on. Your, sign your, on the your career is limited as a rider in this sport, you know, and you have to make a high where the sun shine. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you can't absolutely. take it away from them. So speaking of making hay while the sun shines, I swear to God, if Jack Miller doesn't do something about his <laughs> shit this year, I will personally. Like I'll, I'll choke him out. I swear to God, I'll go to Philip. I'll choke him. What? I'm kidding, of course, Jack. Um, what is what? No. <laughs> what? What's happening at KDM? I mean, Brad, have they made some progress? Is Jack? Is Jack seeing anything? Is Jack? Because it's crucial for Jack this year. It's crucial. Yeah. I mean, I agree it's crucial um, for Jack this year, but just about the test, okay, just looking at the test, this is a perfect example of you can't just look at the screens and see the lap times to know what's really going on, meaning um, Jack and Brad work their asses off, you know. Um, uh, Paul and Danny um, Pedrosa yeah. work their butts off in the shakedown to make sure the bikes were running correctly so they didn't lose time. That's what the sh- – I, I didn't re- – the first time I've been to the shakedown and I was only there to do the Yamaha launch, you know, to record it basically. Yep. And uh, I never get – I mean, journalists aren't really meant to be. It's it's at the shakedown. The shakedown is paid for by the manufacturers and they don't want the press here. It's just to 
make sure the bikes are running ready to go uh so you don't lose the official test time with the official riders and i believe them now that that's what it looked like and but danny was running through new products meaning new era and stuff um pole doing i think a lot of the donkey work make sure all the bikes are up to scratch then jack and brad especially worked their asses off like KTM has always brought lots of things. They touched everything, like the the stuff we could see. They did, um, you know, aero and and um, uh, you know, external parts, exhaust stuff. Um, but they also told me they had two engine upgrades there, so two oh. more attempts at trying to make an engine. Wow. engine. And that thing is fucking fast. Like I wouldn't be surprised now if it. It goes with the juke, you know. It's wow. that fast. Wow. Um, they, I think it, it it looks really good to me. My gut feeling looked really good. Um, actually, the Honda was a lot faster as well. Um, but the main point I'm trying to get across is Jack and Brad were doing their homework, like Mark. They're not trying to be the fastest guys on time screens because that's only glory for that day you know it doesn't matter that's that's social media bullshit yeah yeah Yeah. and the real remember i want to remind you remember ktm looked shit last year all through the test we're like oh dear they're in trouble and they turn up at the first race and remember jack was fastest on friday i was like under the lap record fast and we're going jack isn't he i don't think look this only me looking from the outside i don't think jack gets fired up about going fast at testing but he is really interested in trying to make the bike better and he's you know he's saying like he's getting stuff now that is he's been requesting for the last 12 months you know so i think this is electronics area that um that he's not been happy with the electronics area and ktm have worked really hard apparently over the winter to come with something completely new um and that they say it's not going to be better straight away. That's not the aim. They want to get it as good, but it's going to be a lot faster responding at a race weekend. When the rider comes in and says, this isn't working, they can quickly fix it, which is super important, um, uh, as well as hopefully better in the end. But what I'm trying to say is I think Jack and Brad are the dark horses of the test, you know, and Mark, yeah, and 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 Mark, they're the guys who are doing the real. There's a few others. Don't get me wrong, you know, Pecco and um, but th- they were more obvious. The thing is, I reckon don't write those KTM boys off. Write them off oh, never, at your peril. Never. I reckon. I think they've made a good step forward, and when they put all of those things together, we're going to see another jump, like we did beginning of last year. I, I agree with you, and and I think it it will be Ducati KTM fighting, fighting, fighting yeah. all year. Yep. But I'm I'm impressed with Jack too because Jack has copped a lot of pressure since Pedro's come onto the MotoGP scene, and everyone's saying, "Oh, Jack Miller's fucked next year. He's not going to have a ride there with the KTM. He's going to lose effect and ride to Pedro." Yada yada yada. But it doesn't seem to affect him. He's not listening to this bullshit, and he has the backing and the support of of KTM. And I think they will stay with him no matter what, even though he may not be in an, an official factory team. I think he'll always have a factory bike and he'll always have a price there. And they love him and he loves that, that team as well. So I think he, I think he's handling everything and the pressure from social bullshit really, really well. Yeah, I mean, 
it's true that um, Pedro's coming, you know. He's he's on the way to mm. steal Jack's job. It, I don't know when, but he is. He's coming, you know. Uh, the thing is, um, Jack, I hope the race results, we all do, improve for Jack, you know. We don't want to see, like, last year again because he's better than that. Um, but I am sure he is a big part of that bike moving forward, you know, a big yes. part of it, a big yeah, piece of that puzzle. Would know. And Yes, exactly. And so, yeah, they've got to get him to improve his race results, but I think they really appreciate, and I bet don't want to lose the other side of Jack, you know, the hard worker. that He'll just work all day. He's one of the guys coming to the the um, – the, the debriefs at the end of the day is looking like he's been in a sweat box. His <laughs> eyes are sunk. His eyes are sunk back, and he's just been going through stuff all day. And yeah, and it, it's a long term thing. He's he's getting stuff now that he requested when he first turned up at KTM. And yeah, I, yeah, I hope I got that point across. Uh, I think that they value him more than the public realize. You know, but, but um, Simon, that people don't people don't realize how much they dehydrate in the race, even in testing. And lap after lap after lap at, at that speed and, and all the, the, the G force and, and everything else. And in the hot sun in Malaysia, they're losing kilos of water, five, six, seven kilos of, of just water they're losing from their body. And they look so emancipated when they come in. I, I can't remember if I said emancipated. Emancipated. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, hey, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Okay. That's right. Are you right? I can't remember if I sent the picture to you, Boris. But um, after a day in pit lane at Sepang, um, I I can't remember if I sent you the photo. But uh, my in the knees of my black jeans were turning white from salt. From salt, yeah. You know, it's disgusting. It, like, it's so <laughs> brutally hot. And I could only handle about one hour standing in the sun at the maximum before I, I, you're just starting to feel bad, you know, like can't yeah. cope with yeah. it anymore. Your body's struggling. These guys, I know they've got some breeze, but they're, they're straddled on frying, cooking motorcycles <laughs> and working really physically. It's it's brutal. Like and one more thing to throw that I haven't told you is the the track time that they got per day at Sepang is equivalent to a whole GP weekend. So they have the, you know, you, you know what I'm saying. They've got the track, yeah. same track yeah, time yeah, as yeah. GP weekend every day. And guys like Mark doing 70 laps is like, wow, that's why you realise he's determined, you know, to put that much effort in. Speaking of determination, can we can we speak uh, now about my, one of my favourite riders, the captain, and the other his, his special needs mate Mav, right? MVK, the massive vagina killer. Um, how 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 is the good ship Aprilia factory Aprilia setting itself up for uh, for for twenty twenty four? Because I'm endlessly I'm endlessly oh, no. I'm endlessly fascinated, oh, no. right, by the captain's. Um, you said that in front of Simon. You shouldn't say that in front of what's Simon. What's that? Why, why not? What? What? You can say anything. Massive vagina killer. What? That MVK. What's it stand for? <laughs> it's paints a pretty cool picture. Yeah. Cartoon picture with the back of his helmet. Yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's, a, um, he's a hottie, you know. <laughs> girls like him, right? So what's happening yeah, in a pro? Tell me. 
Hey, Mav's very sweet as well when you yeah, talk he's, to yeah, him. He's so yeah. nice. So, yeah, 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 I can imagine him. That's pretty cool. Oh, I have to tell him that's what is <laughs> that you said that for this. Uh, <laughs> and yes. he has to come up with yes. a cartoon sticker to match. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Hey, anyway, yes. so Aprilia, um, they'd, oh, you could see they'd done a lot of work. And so far, it hasn't made the step forward that they hoped. It was only really a leash that could make it work. You know, it, I, I got the impression that Oliveira was a bit lost with it. He didn't have the 23 bike. He just had two 24s, so couldn't didn't back to back. But um, he didn't seem happy. He didn't seem to be able to make it work with this all-new arrow. Neither did Mav. He took the seat off and just ran with the front and still didn't find the sweet spot. Um, Aleish said it's better, you know, yep. but I believe that Aleish and his clever crew chief figured a way to make it work. You know what I mean? They, as in you have to ride it slightly different to take the advantages of that arrow. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, for example, the yeah. reason I say that, I, I went to the last corner to watch a bit and that's when I noticed Mark consistently going wide on it and I even to the point where he's doing it so often that is he doing this on purpose so the lap time doesn't look as good as it would and he knows that he can just trim that off and yeah. bang you know uh, I mean Mark is so devious and so uh yeah. he, he's, he he's brilliant yeah, he's he brilliant at it so I did you know and maybe I'm wrong maybe he just consistently couldn't make it turn in there but uh, riders normally can adjust quickly to make it work, you know. Um, anyway, um, I noticed that Aleish was riding the bike differently into that corner, meaning adjust, if you can imagine, instead of braking straight ahead and then turning in smoothly like they all do and then, you know, getting onto the line and releasing the brake, he was going like a wild man at an angle at the corner. And I thought that might be something to do with this, Arrow, and he was the only one making it work, and he was the only one doing this. So okay. uh, you, you see what I mean? Like a like you're drawing a straight line from your braking um, air point or just after a, an angle at the corner. You know what I mean? So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if at that high speed when he turns in that the arrow is working and helping the bike stop, and it doesn't flow nicely. This is my take on what I mm. was watching anyway. Yeah. And But what I'm saying is, Aleish got it to work. The others didn't. And no, they didn't have their 24 engine there. Like last year, it arrives at Qatar test. Um, so it wasn't the full update. And we haven't seen these boys figure it out yet. Maybe the others will analyze what Aleish was doing. And But it, overall, I'm sad to say for Aprilia, because I love the Aprilia guys. They're so cool, um, meaning the engineers and that. It didn't look as promising. It didn't look like the step forward that KTM, Honda, even Yamaha, everybody's made, you know what I mean? So they're going to be in more trouble, especially if the engine is in a big step, they're going to be in trouble a little bit, I think, at least at the beginning. So, yeah. Well, look, look one, sorry, Boris, I'll just step no, in no, here for a second. No, no, please. Tell me, uh, what are you seeing from the the, the new factory bikes, the, the, the 2024 Ducati? I mean, obviously, the Beast and Peko fucking got it together, especially on the last <laughs> day, and we saw lots of from them. Martin was always quick, always consistent. The man will always be there. I don't care what he's on. He's bloody fantastic. I love him. But 
What are you seeing? What is different about this bike for the new Ducati? They were, they were very methodical, um, meaning they spent the first day just looking at the engine. Everyone trying the 24 engine, you know, that's Pramac. And um, yeah, sadly, Franco, Frankie Morbidelli wasn't there, but Pramac yes, Garage. Yes. And um, so Michele Pirro took his job uh, for the testing. Yes, 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 and, yes. and the factory two boys, Pecco and um, the Beast, and they had just the 24 engine in, you know, in the, in the bike to without any new aero, you know, with basically mm. running what they ran last year aero-wise. And then they worked on this engine, and they said in the beginning that the engine, they like it. They, they think it's better. It's a little bit more um, in the rider's hand. It's a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more hard. It accelerates better. It's faster. It stops better. Got rid of that. All, all of those things, I'm thinking it. You know, this is my wild guess, okay? I, I think the 23's got a heavier crank. You know, that would be my wild guess. And the 24 the the 22 was lighter the 23 got heavier and the 24 out of my wild guess this is is in between the two you know yeah, and because yeah. it's because it's kind of like they're trying to find the sweet spot you know and anyway the so, right so, 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 just up. to stop you simon having a lighter crank does what well, it spins up easier i, I know you know the thing yeah but the thing is the they've got you can't just go too far one way. Like yeah. the heavier, the heavier helps. The big thing is it helps the tire grip. You know, so you can go over a bump, and that heavier crank won't spin up quick and start spinning after the bump. It'll go across the bump and keep relatively the same speed. You know, that's okay. putting it real simply. And um, whenever I rode with different crankways, I remember testing Kawasaki, uh, Phillip Island, and we had different. And the, the the lighter one always feels faster, but isn't always, okay. you know, because of it's more aggressive. It'll light up easier, uh, but the heavier crank is, it's harder to stop, you know. Okay, it's harder to stop. It, it it's heavier, but it wants to push the bike further, faster forward. You know, I think that's why they use the exhaust valves, trying to get it to slow down uh, that. Uh, that um, inertia quicker, but also one of the things side to side, the heavier cranks more difficult. You know, the bike is heavier. Um, so you. I'm sure there's more to it than just that, you know, with their 24 engine, because it is, is faster. The The only negative that they complained about the 24 engine, all the riders that had it, was the initial touch of the throttle was more aggressive and broke traction easier. So they had to work on electronics, et cetera, fueling probably to make that a little softer. And on day two, I think it was the end of day two, um, uh, Peko was came in with a big smile. They fixed it, you know, with settings. Yeah. So yeah. then they all riders confirmed they liked the 24 engines. So that job was done. And then they moved on to the stuff we could see, which was, um, you know, aero. When I say aero, they had a belly pan. The whole fairing has been touched, you know. They've got slight, it's slightly smaller and tweaked and wings and all. But the belly pan is a mix of the two choices they had last year. Okay. You know, um, which it cracked me up. You know, the downdraft uh, scoops, yeah. it had that on, yeah. but right behind them, it's got the wide Aprilia style ground effects belly pan behind the downdraft yeah. thing. So before they had to have one or the other, 
Now yeah. they've got the two things on one fairing. Incorporated um, the two. The, the yeah. Two. Yeah. Cor- and cor- correct me the if last I'm wrong. Thing, Sorry. Go yeah. On. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, no, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me that that arrow is a is a huge thing in in so many ways. A, it's it's the topic of everyone's conversation on on social media, and B, that the teams are investing a lot of effort into arrow. Am in, I wrong um, yeah. in in in, well, in in stating that this is still very much in its infancy? The yeah, development yeah, of aero yeah, because it's it yeah. is relatively new on bikes. We we kind of yeah. get the whole streamlined shit, you know. And there have been you know streamlined races and and, and the old bathtub fairings for 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 decades. But this yeah. what they're doing is completely new. Yeah, yeah, you know, I totally agree. And it's the amount of effort, time, and money that yeah. they're putting in is yeah. yeah well but it is because you like you're saying it's in its infancy 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 so they can make big headway with it they can make big steps forward yeah. where other things are other things are little steps forward because yeah. they're so uh developed you know where this yeah. isn't um you a lot of people will be happy to know it looks like 27 um the, the arrow will be restricted more Meaning, yeah, okay. uh, they're going to shrink gonna... the size that you know. Basically, they turn up with a jig, and your arrow has to fit in that right now, or the jig's going to get smaller. You know, that's how I understand it. And so, is that an arrow will have thing? a little? Well, uh, oof, that's a good question. I mean, I certainly hope so because, well, basically, it'll have less effect, won't it? Because yeah. it's going to be have to be smaller. Uh, but you know, all they're going to try and do is find. Other ways to do get the same performance <laughs> yeah. from you know they'll yeah. put they'll put they'll put more of it on in the smaller area you know? yeah. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and, and then have to spend more money the right. to do it. There'd be, there'd yeah. be wings on the top of the helmet and everything going on here. Yeah. Speaking of that, I saw some yeah. I saw some um, guys measuring the riders. It was uh, with was Alpine Star riders, but yeah. they had yeah. a little. Yeah. They'd get the rider to sit on the bike. The mechanic held it so the bike was on the ground, not, and then they che- checked all the angles of everything, of right over the whole rider, how yep. cool, and measuring, and they had some little like yeah. a like a, a level, you know, that like but yeah. trying to want to tell, holy. So they're working on that area as well. Which well, makes it, sense. it makes sense because the the ride the rider is the moving variable. On the bike, yeah, yeah nothing yeah. else moves on that bike. So the wheels go round and round. But the rider is the one who's constantly in and out of various wind blasts and shit like that. And that's you know how how do you you, you cut? Jesus, the science behind this is just mind boggling. Yeah, and the thing is, I agree that it's a lot of money. And you, hey, to give you an idea, do you realize a crew chief or somebody who was in the top? I don't know. It was definitely top six bikes going well. And he told me, so we didn't touch the all the things you used to play on your 500. We didn't touch any of that. All we did was electronics, aero, and what was the other thing he said? Sorry, I've been a black. Electronics, work, aero, and uh, 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 shit, I can't even remember. But it, he said you're not putting preload on and not doing – you can put weight on the bike by adjusting the arrow. You can change all of that. Yeah. And he said he's an old school crew chief, you know, yeah. that works on he's he wants to work on the bike, but he said all those other things make more difference. So yeah. <laughs> it's well, crazy. Hence, hence the connection to Formula One is really smart because 
that entire sport lives and dies by aero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, very much so. So it makes a lot of sense to engage Formula One engineers or aer- yeah. aeron- aero engineers or whatever they're called um, in, in this sport. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens. Oh, there, there is so much to, to, to look forward to this year and, and see what's coming. But i got to tell you, guys, for me, the one thing I'm really looking forward to is the, is the head-to-head. Well, yeah, of course. Well, fantastic. They're still here with us. Thank you, Mother GP. Bastards in Formula One. They got rid of those girls. Beautiful girls. Sorry, Fredo. What were you going to say? What are you looking forward to? No, but the the thing I'm looking forward to the most is like, you know, who's going to win the championship? What I want to see is the battle between the Beast and the Martinator. Yeah. Because that's going to be the best battle this year. Those two bastards. Want to get that seat next day for the, the factory seat to ground for Pecos already they, bought it. Fuck it, yeah. And they both look so good, you know? Yeah. They both look the, so good, the, really the, good. The beast, yeah, when the I watch beast. them out on track, you just, they're two of the boys that really stand out. You know, if there's a race yeah. tomorrow, both of them are there, you know, yeah. at the front. Yeah. They, look, they the, beast, the Beast last year, I mean, I, I rated him. I still rate him. He was, he was carrying injuries virtually the whole oh, season. Unbelievable! No? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, from from race and, one last year at Qatar, he carried that. And injury. he didn't like the bike. He did. It took you know, as Pecco pointed out, right when all the other twenty three Ducati riders were figuring out how to ride this thing with a different engine. Yeah, they didn't want to stop as well, and you know, um, the beast was injured. And then when he yeah, came back, right. like, his confidence is down a bit, and then he's trying to figure the bike out. And then we saw him get to Malaysia and click. They. It was settings, you know, mechanic yep. tried something, he got comfy and he ran away. So, yeah, there's a lot I mean, to look forward to. But can we – I'll just finish up about so what Please. what the Ducati had, then we can move on to whatever you want. Yeah, so yeah, we said yeah, about yeah. The, the aero, the bo- bottom belly pan, but they touched all of it, meaning the whole fairing was slightly tweaked, but a belly pan. Then, believe it or not, the Stegosaurus wings, um, I didn't name them that, but everyone calls them that. So um, the wings on the back of the seat. They had – I always walk around, um, I'll point out that the way to measure things without touching, because you're not allowed to touch or walk out with a ruler, is relate them to – There's something um, else on the some, bike. No, no, to something that you know very, very well, like yes. the widths of your finger or oh, a cigarette okay. or a, I'll go, right, his, his forks are poking through a cigarette width. No, a finger width, which is a lot more than a cigarette, you know. Yep. A, okay, use body parts that don't vary. And um, <laughs> and so, just relate to things. So, so the Stegosaurus wings, the Stegosaurus. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you've just you've, so you've taken your pants off, after your dirty yeah. bath. Yeah. Measuring yeah. The, the Stegosaurus yeah. wings. That one, Simon. <laughs> the original ones. The original ones are like four four of my fingers, my palm widths. Okay, palm yeah. palm widths sticking up. But these are like five fingers. You know. So I realise, oh, they're slightly longer. And so they've touched on those. Um, and what – oh, exhaust. They've got a different exhaust on there and the 24-inch. Oh. And to give you an idea how well Ducati have done their job and that all the riders ended up mm. confirming everything that they bought. They they like it all, you wow. know, meaning – so Peco was out there on two bikes on the last day that had – all of the new aero and the 24 engine 
going around and all he was doing was back to back in the exhaust one one you know bang bang just to check you know which one he wanted to to run with um so it looks like Michele Perro and the test team Marco the crew chief I can't remember his surname um extremely experienced have done another awesome job you know of bringing developing yeah. uh, the the update they don't get a holiday. They don't get a break of those boys, do they? They don't get a break. It's unbelievable. Um, they work well, all, through sh- the, all through the winter. I should throw in there that um, I, I want the, the viewers, to, you know, the listeners to realise that the, the all of the manufacturers, they went home from Valencia, have to – everything that they'd gathered, information from Valencia test – they have to decide mm. on what parts to order. They order the parts, yeah. and the only time off they get is that little bit at Christmas time to go home and see the family while the parts are getting delivered by all the suppliers. <laughs> yeah. Then they get back to the factory to put everything together, to dyno it, to check it all over before they have to get have it in the crates by the 19th of February. And when I saw yeah. them, they, I was talking to these guys that, from different manufacturers, and they all look pale, you know. They've been inside yeah. – and not getting enough sleep, you know, not yeah. meeting, not a, probably not enough exercise and sunshine. And so I, it's one of the reasons I feel relieved, although I'm disappointed mm. because I get paid per race. I'm, I'm disappointed Argentina <laughs> was cancelled. Yes. But I think it's going to be really good for those people to recover before a massive season. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't get that. Like everyone seems to think, it just it just happens. No, like it's twelve months a year. They're just constantly going and doing stuff, and and they have to. You know, it, it doesn't. It, this this stuff doesn't sit on its own. So, um, can I just briefly ask about my, my the, the magnificent Frankie Morbidelli? What's going on? He must be shattered. I, I don't. I don't know more than you. You know, I only hear press stuff. He wasn't there, so you can't ask anything. And yeah, I mean, I heard uh, only the same as you that he's. I think he's had some, from what I hear, had some um, like a little bleed or a you know on the brain. Yeah. Um. So it's obviously had a big hit, and they didn't want him to go riding until that's all stabilized. And you know what I mean. So. And by the sounds, the disappointing thing, he's going to miss guitar test as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that it's a big, and you, yeah, that's a big hit. You know, he needs to get his career back on path. This was Absolutely. like a big opportunity. And what a shit way to start it. Yeah. I, I feel sorry for him. So, yeah. The good, the good bit is he's got the 24 bike. It hasn't, from what I gather, doesn't take as long to get used to as the 23. You know, you can see Mark, um, Marquez, Bez, um, uh, Fabio De Gin Antonio, all of those riders that have the 23 bike are taking some time to figure it out. The 24, everyone's been developing it. Everyone's happy with it. They like it more. At least he's got that to hop onto, you know. So and hopefully he can just copy his crew chief can. They can look at the computer, see what everyone's running, bang it in there, try that Frankie, and hopefully makes friends quick. Cool. If he's if he's fit and healthy and happy, he he will he will be there. He will be there. Well, it's shaping up to be quite, you know, as I said at the start, quite a, a spectacular season. A, you know, the yeah. silly season will start early because of the contracts. Um, you know, there's new teams, new dynamics, new team bosses with Brivio there. Um, it, it's 
what what are you, what are your feeling? I mean, you you watch that you you you've got an innate feel for what's going on, or I don't know, sure we, we all like to predict what's going. on, We can't, but what's your feeling, Simon? I'm I'm really curious to know. You know, you, you if I could get you involved in my tipping contest, I'd win it every year, right? <laughs> but, um, yeah. what, what what is your what is your what is your vibe here? Well, the good the good thing about the racing is it is very unpredictable. You know, it really is. We're going to go to a different track, and some, for example, Alesh loves Qatar, and Mark doesn't. You know what I mean? There's there's all that to put in there as well as um, you know all the new things. I my gut feeling is that you, you can already tell Mark's going to be there. I don't think he's going to come out and. Um, and win the first one, you know, I don't, but I think he's going to be there. He's going to, and then he's going to build on that. I, I think the dangerous boys in the early races that you don't see right now are going to be the KTMs. I really think that they've made a good step forward and they're taking testing seriously and not trying to post the best times. You, you see what I mean? I think that you're going to see yeah. that come together and they're going to be more competitive than they look right now. Um and then, I mean, I really expected Bez to be a threat straight away. Uh, Jorge yeah. and Bastianini, they're, they're unreal. They're going to be the the big ones, pain in the ass for Pico. Those three are going to be brilliant, you know. Watching yeah. them on track from day one, they looked amazing. And I loved how um, Jorge and um, Enea looked, Jorge Martin and they like, wow. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. So, I mean, that's clear for everyone to see. Um, the 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 one I don't know is because I know Bears should be there with them, mm. but how quickly he'll make friends with this twenty three bike? That's not quite as easy, you know, to make friends with uh, because that kid is brilliant. You know, when he's comfy, we saw him like run away, you know, yeah. at the front. So that I think that's the question mark for me is um, how quickly the twenty three bike riders Ducatis make friends with them. And I'm interested to know what the feeling is about uh, Argentina being taken off of the calendar. There's a later uh, disqualification. The Argentina is not happening now. They got a the bigger break in there between the the, the, the American Marine. Is what what was the feeling about that? What did everybody think about this? Well. Um, I'll tell you a couple of facts and then you'll know the answer straight away. That is, well, I, um, I think I know what you're going to say, but more, more, than, more than 18 races in a season, uh, is too much for people to be that are working in the paddock, go to every race, working hard, room sharing, you know, especially the, the people that have to travel economy and room share and, and they're working their asses off. Over 18 races is too much for them. You know, so then the second thing is Argentina, off the top of my head, is oh, the longest trip of all the yeah. season because it's we go a, it's to two days to get there, two days, yeah, to get 14 there. hours to whatever it is. If you've got a direct flight to uh, Buenos Aires, and then we all hang out for half a day waiting for the everyone to arrive so we can get on the charters, which is a few hours north, and uh, like. You can imagine as much as I buses, love yeah. Dado's barbecue, um, and Argentina do it so well, or South South America do. I think it is the a good thing for the the hardest working people. 
you know. So I'm disappointed. I contract and I get paid per so it's a shame and I love barbecues. But, but going the people I care about, the pair I care people I care about that are the proper backbone of the championship as in the racing, you know what I mean? The real workers, they need it. They need that week off. But, so But I'm you're going to, to Kazakhstan this year. It's all Kazakhstan's yeah. on. You know, I haven't got a clue what's involved. So and it's pretty no, close it to Argentina. I know. <laughs> I, know. Always, I, I always look forward to something new. So oh, this will uh, be this will be so well, new to you new. guys. Um, yeah. That part of the world is it, unbelievably unique. If you said, it's it is special. It is that's former Soviet Union. Yeah. I mean, Kazakhstan's never been its own thing, and it, it it's it's now a it country Soviet after the fall of the well, Soviet. Let's Union. hope it. Let's hope it happens. You know, because it still does have some question marks over it. I think track yeah, I hope so and too. stuff like that. I hope so too. So I hope it happens because I want to go there. I've never been there, but um, let's hope it's not nightmare travels. And I don't, really, I, I'm not worried. I'm just I'll no, or I won't. I, I think <laughs> what what what. Because what happens in Kazakhstan is all going to hinge on on what happens with that tragedy that's unfolding in Ukraine, um, you know, the, and and the geopolitical bullshit that that follows. You know, the world is changing. We all know that. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, we'll, we will get the race in Kazakhstan because that's going to be something really, really special. The the other question mark is India. Yeah, you know, those are the yeah. What a shame. There's a question mark over India. I know. Yeah, we really do. There's always really there always is, but I love it. I was spoiled. Can you believe it was one of the best hotels of the year? Yeah. And the food in that hotel was incredible. <laughs> and the experience was amazing. Um, you know, we got told not to eat out. I love, I love all the street food. And, yeah. but, um, we got told not to do that. So, but, uh, it wasn't disappointing. It was a, a, an, yeah, amazing event, the whole thing. But, um, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but I, I heard that, um, the, they're not forthcoming with some payments, so it has a question mark over it. This is oh, secondhand yeah. from team. Sure, yeah. yeah. No, I, um, I, I, I've been. I got invited to go to India next week, and I, I probably will. And uh, the, the, these people that uh, that invite me, they also do the the, the main broadcast there, so they are very confident that everything's going to happen. And I'm very confident oh, it will so. happen again next year. The reason being, it's the biggest motorcycle market in the world. They have to go. It's what, yeah, it's why it's so important. But yeah, if um, if I they get gotta pay their bills. if Donna don't get paid, then uh, we, <laughs> we won't go. You know, that's right. So, you must, yeah, you must right. render unto Caesar ah, that which is Caesar. Because that this money is, also know, gets they, passed on to all the teams for for freight, and you know what I mean. I so the Indians like to negotiate. Let's face maybe, it. But at the end maybe. of the day, it'll happen. Don't worry about this one. I hope so. Simon, Simon, it has been an unbelievable privilege to talk to you today. As, As always. We can't wait to the season to start. And you, you've told us so much beautiful stuff from behind the scenes. So we can't thank you enough. Fuck off. My personal oh, highlight is fucking sitting in Crayfar's fucking hotel room at Phillip Island, yarning until fucking early hours of the morning. <laughs> drinking a <laughs> bourbon. Drinking a bourbon with, a, with my brother Simon. It's awesome, right? Uh, well, mate, thank well, you, thank you so much again for 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 giving us so generously of your time, mate. It really is a no problem at all. A no problem.
Yeah, no worries. I'm straight to dog walking now, so okay. go and wear them out so they, uh, <laughs> so they don't harass everybody, us. Everybody, everybody you, you need you got a couple of dollars still in your pocket. You got to ride this for dogs. They're beautiful. Go and go and look after them. Do the right hey, thing. Yeah. Guys, as uh, I know how much grief you get um to you know give Alesh, but uh, his brother Paul, his brother Paul yeah. bullied him and you know Paul gave us a helmet, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. off, off, off social media. Basically, my wife took the bids. You know, the second place guy, um, who wanted to pay really good money for a helmet, didn't get it. He says, "I've still got my money. If there's another one, we told Paul, and he went, oh, "I've got to do it for the dogs." Paul came up with another one. Uh, we didn't. We bravo. didn't have to advertise. Yeah, with that money's getting spread around Spain to different um oh, uh, dog. Yeah, and you know what? He's bullied his brother and Jorge Martin into giving us one. <laughs> ah, bravo! Yes. I take so, back half. I take back half of what I say about the poll. Oh, I take it back half. half. <laughs> so, yeah. so Paul, Paul's been really good to write us for dogs. So. Bravo, Paul! And bravo, hey, Paul one, one more interesting thing: um, Mike Webb, who has been a friend of my race director, been a friend of yeah, mine yeah. since I was fifteen. Um, He's from the Kiwi land too. He was my crew chief in 96, Kawasaki, right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. He was my crew chief, which was Anthony Gobert on the other side of the garage. Yep. Um, yeah. Anthony and I sadly didn't get on very well second half of the year. Um, uh, that's another story. But um, but Anthony gave Mike a helmet. Okay. okay? And Mike's just donated to Riders for Dogs. Wow. Oh my god! Wow! So we got a we got a goey ninety six helmet coming up as well. Terrific! Well, that, that, so that, go there. That now. is going to be amazing, and yeah. you need to. Uh, we need to tell everybody, and you hang on to that for a little bit, and because I think that that one will get a lot of traction over a few months. Yeah, especially so, in uh, Australia. Yeah, in Australia. So we'll we'll help you promote this one. We'll we'll help you promote this one. Awesome. That's hey, I'll fantastic. stop using yours and the listeners' time. Sorry to no, not at all. No, <laughs> no, man. You, you, no, no, we're taking your time. Thank we look, you. we look forward to catching up with you during the year, mate. Thank you. Hey, my pleasure. Bye for now, guys. All right, take care.